This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Cover, cover. Yeah, we got a world champion. That one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life. Knockouts and three counts in the podcast, man. He's just a real deal, man. Knockouts and three counts starts now. It is a Tuesday, knockouts and three counts is in this bitch, and if you look at the thumbnail, our guest today has some shit to say. We are back with the suplex shogun himself, Jackson Stone, 1-800-SUPLEX, motherfucker! How you doing, man? Well, 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 let me do it properly for you, man, I got you. See, I I couldn't do it justice, I gotta let you... You know, no, you got it. You got you got you got your chest out there. You do way better than most. Let me hear let me tell you. <laughs> no, I, I just run my mouth a lot. No, nah, yeah. <laughs> you know what again, man. I want want to thank you guys first off again just for having Shogun on, man. I appreciate that. Hey uh, man, hell of an interest, by the way. Out of all the interests I've seen of a podcast, you guys definitely top three out of, out of all of them. I would say maybe you guys are, are number one because that was a hell of an interest. You got JR on the, on the voice. I mean, appreciate it. Hell yeah, yeah man. We tried to do a big that. out here. The old one used to have uh, the million dollar man on there. You got, well, shit, we got drops from Ken Shamrock. What up, though, Donald? You said you were going to be here. You are here. First of all, shout out to Donald. Because before I go anywhere about talking with the Shogun, I've got to be fair where it's due. Shout out to Donald. Because as soon as I walked in to GCW versus Horror Slam, this dude stopped me and made it a point to let me know that we're one of only two podcasts that he's listening to in Michigan, which made me feel feel pretty fucking good. And then between him and the homie Brad Fenwick, who I ran into, Brad and I went to school together from like first to like fifth grade. Hadn't seen dude in like 15 fucking years. Walks right up to me like, bro, I've been seeing what you guys have been doing with the podcast. These dudes got me out here double fisting like I'm stone cold. So first of all, <laughs> thank you for the beer, gentlemen. And second of all, thank you for watching this year fucking podcast. And if you're watching it tonight, anybody who's watching it, make sure you drop them comments. We ain't scared. We want all the questions in this bitch. And if it's new, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Everybody who's joining the feed, leave it. Hell yeah, Q&A. Shogun wants all the smoke. All right, what kind of lemonade, what kind of podcast juice are you rocking? Because, see... I knew that you're a lemonade guy. I even got strawberry lemonade to go with my motherfucking wing stop just for Shogun. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? That's a good choice. Me, myself, I love the Cane's lemonade if you're talking about restaurants. However, um, I will say in terms of brands right now, you know, Shogun, I love them as a Detroit individual. I love my Fago. So my Fago lemonade is, is number one. But also, I would say Minute Maid is, is, is up there. Country Time is there. Simply, Simply Lemon. Simply Lemon is pretty good, too, when you, uh, when you add a little bit of water. Sometimes they, get, they, they throw more sugar than, you, than they do lemon. But, uh, and honestly, you know, uh, honestly, Shogun just loves lemonade in general, man. That's just that suplex and fuel right there. I, I, know I, you- I like it, dude. I know you brought up Canes. We we up here are fortunate enough to get that on a regular basis. But one thing he's from Detroit too, bro. That Chick Fil A lemonade's hitting too, man. Oh yeah, that's Chick Fil A. 
that Chick-fil-A lemonade is nothing, nothing to mess with. You no, know, that... um, I mean, I would say also uh, they got, uh, I think they, I think it's either Canes or or Chick-fil-A. They have also the lemonade iced tea. Good stuff, man. Oh, stuff. shit. But yeah, I would say, you know, shout out to the Columbus uh, Connects and all the Ohio Connects out there that gave me, that hooked me up with the cane sauce and chickens. Okay, so first of all, before we get into it, I got to think about it. I just thought about it because you mentioned Ohio. So I was watching your match from Horror Slam versus GCW. I mean, I was there, but again, we here at Knockouts and Three Counts like to be prepared. So I was making sure I had my shit together. That being said, I couldn't help but think, you know, I'd really like to see what would happen if the suplex Shogun Jackson Stone took on a homie of our past, the leader of Shane Taylor Promotions, Mr. Shane T. I, I I'd like to see y'all two go at it. I don't know. No, um, I know we did. That's why I want to see this shit. <laughs> Say, I mean, you know, right now, if you guys hit up Shogun's uh, YouTube. My home promotion, the place where I started, Mega Championship Wrestling. I want to shout them out because I'm going to be talking about them later on. Uh, they actually they hooked up that match with me and Shane right, I would say, a couple months. Actually, no, it was probably a year before COVID hit. So, yeah, it was probably, I think, around 2018, late 2018. But, yeah, me and Shane, we went at it once, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, at least I hope we get a chance to throw hands again. I mean, hey, we've uh, we've been pretty much, like, throwing them out everywhere because not only Shane, but his homies, Con and Moses, also happen to be past guests of this show. And it's been being thrown around a lot on this show by Donald Holland, who happens to be in the comments, that he wants to see them come here to fight DTA. So who knows? Shane Taylor and the homies could be uh, coming real soon. I mean, hell, I know he's going to be on a show with our friends from Pele Pro Wrestling with Detroit's own Isaiah Broner soon. So who knows where Mm -hmm. the hell we could see them show up next. But we brought up at – Horror Slam versus GCW. It was you and Rhino versus Satu Jin and formerly Connor or Big Con from WWE. So, first of all, tell me about that match. How are you feeling about it? As you can see from the comments, people were pretty well uh, surprised by the way you were throwing Satu Jin's big ass around. So, uh, I want to know what is the Shogun thinking about Horror Slam versus GCW? Oh man, that's gonna kidding. happen again. That like that's something that's gonna happen again. And in all honesty, I mean that match. I mean Shogun's one thing you gotta know about Shogun. That's why I say hit up Shogun's YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Watch those matches because the one thing about me is always one hundred percent authentic combat strikes, hard strikes. Nothing, nothing. Uh, no like no no give. No, uh, no slack, if you will. It's all suplexes and all strikes. So for the most part, that match was exactly what I thought. Because if you look at Satu Jin and you understand about where he's coming from, I mean, he has that whole GCW background. And, you know, it's a lot of hard-hitting, a lot of crazy individuals over there as well. So, I mean, I already know what he was planning on bringing. But Jay, Connor, what did you – Connor, Go I would ahead. say, Connor, that was one thing that I didn't <laughs> – that was one thing Shogun didn't expect. Now, I always say prepare, but uh, the ascension, I want half of the ascension to be there, to be stomping down the ring. I, I Okay, that was something I had to get prepared for. But for the most part, I mean, you know, you already saw what happened with uh, with me and Connor. I mean, again, Shogun throws yes, hands with the, with the heaviest of them. So it's one of those things where it could be Connor. I don't give a damn if it's Satu Jin. 
I don't give a damn who it is. Shogun always matches up. If not, goes above. You're getting a live reaction from me right now. I'm watching this back again for the third time. God, man, I'm watching you guys go through these tables on the outside. Much talk love, about, man. Fucking God, talk about that's just raw impact, dude. It, oh, I just seen you go through the table and then you put Connor through the table. <laughs> Ouch. Can we talk dude, about that for a second? Because that was the funny around it, though. That that's that yeah. that's that authentic wrestling love right there. People gathering around with their phones, just loving that shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody just everybody just loving the energy, you know, yes. loving like like loving what's going on. And I mean, hell, after that, it was a uh, it was a, a clothesline in a chair. He knocked that's me down. You know, we got back in the, we got back in the ring. Me and Side Two had to go at it for uh, for a minute. You know, I had to try to get that dub for us. You know, it's a uh, it's one of those things where. Shogun's always either trying to win, he's always trying to suplex somebody, or he's always trying to knock somebody down. So yeah. I mean, it's it's whatever. It's a fight. You right going night night one way or the other? Pretty much is what we're getting at. <laughs> much love, man. Thank you, J Bo. Appreciate that. You got it, man. Hey, man. So we got a question for you in the comments. Um, before I get to a couple other other questions I have regarding your match, um, before you got to do your match, or I guess it would have been after your match. What are your thoughts on uh, what are Shogun's thoughts on Hotch versus Weir? I mean, Shogun's thoughts is two high level athletes, but Shogun wasn't in the match suplexing nobody, so Shogun doesn't really have no thoughts other than if I wasn't suplexing nobody. I mean, well, damn, ain't nothing really to talk about, bro. I mean, again, you got two great athletes. I give they props, I give they flowers to Alex Weir, the, the swift kicks of him, you know, lightning strikes, and then also Jason Hawks. You know, I feel. Honestly, top three, top three Midwest most underrated unsigned talents. Uh, possibly, honestly, going going far to the east, and honestly, I'll say the country uh, dude's very talented. Both men are very talented, but you know, Shogun was in that ring. It'd be a whole different set of uh of equations going on, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, I understand. Hell Donald, yeah, motherfuckers gonna end on the neck. Checking out that match, <laughs> but understand that was a big factor that was out of that one. I, I do got a question like involved it. in that match. Go what ahead. does Shogun value more in uh, his career? Having Rhino in his corner or being able to put on a performance like that in the match like that? Ooh, you know, growing up as a Detroit kid, to see a Detroit like Rhino go through the ranks that he went through, I mean, hell, it was a dream to be able to have him backing me up. But, you know, I mean – it's even better to hear him cheer me on to say, squeeze his head off on his birthday. You know, like that, just that type of thing. You know, I love, like, you know, he was cheering me on to have him cheer me on to suplex, throw these guys around. Oh man, that was a, that was a hell of an experience. Something I'm, I'm grateful for. I, I could imagine, like you say, he's a real legend of the area, of course. And you could just tell that the fans in attendance were, were going for you two guys like tenfold. The the, the chant the crowds and the chants were for for almost you two exclusively, other than the happy birthday thing. It was basically all about you guys. So Rhino's a legend, man. Give the, I'm giving the legend his flowers, man. He's a hell, hell of a guy, man. Awesome. All, like always uh right before the match, just giving me some good knowledge. Uh basically saying Throw them far and throw them, uh, and you know, throw them as, as far as and many times as you want to. All right, cool. So, <laughs> but no, all love to Rhino, man. Setting the hey, example. Hey, man, we it. got 
we got mad love for Rhino out here. Um, I think I told you a little bit about it while I was there, but it's definitely one that I've got to make happen on this show because I forgot to bring the tape with me, but Rhino and I go way back because my dad used to be a power lifter. When I was a kid, him mm. and Rhino used to lift together all the time. I still have the copy of WrestleMania 18 that Rhino gave me for my 11th birthday at the powerhouse in Taylor before that turned into reps gym and all that shit. And I can, and even to tell you, even to go so that you can know that it's not bullshitting, my ass was so stupid that he had to whisper gore in my ear before I figured out what the fuck was going on at first. <laughs> so just saying, we go back a ways. Plus, once I first started trying to learn how to throw people and suplex people, he'd always go, you're doing that powder puff MMA shit. You know, and just giving me a hard time when I'd see him at the gym and all that shit. So, Rhino, if you hear this, I was a big fan of what we saw in your stylings with Shogun here. If you ever feel so froggy and want to leap, you know, the door is open for you to come join us on Knockouts and Three Counts. Hell, we could talk about your podcast as well. But back to the matters at hand and back to Shogun. Um, Something that we had talked about uh, when we were there at the GCW show. Um, I was telling Corey and J-Bone uh, before we went into this interview it, I think it says a lot as to the trajectory of where you're headed, even though with you being signed to Impact, the fact that all these places are putting you in the ring with guys like Rhino, guys like a Connor, guys like, you know, these guys who have either been in the big show, still are in the big show, still signed wherever. I just feel like that can't do anything but give you not only more experience, but it looks better on a resume. So with that being said, you know, we talk about, obviously, when a lot of people talk about you lately, you'll hear a lot of people bring up, uh, you know, you having one impact gut check, which I know you're still signed with impact, but I wanted to give you the floor to talk about some of the other stuff that you got going down. I know you're going into Canada. I know you said you got a lot of shows that are on the hit list. So let us know a little bit about who is on Shogun's hit list coming up. Because we've also got some other questions about Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling as well from Donald in the comments. So I will give you the floor, kind sir. Hey, Donald, I see you out there commenting on the King Show. Thank you so much for that love. That's me and Jamal King. Shouts out to the uh, to the young King out there. Uh, you guys look him up on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Another talented, very, very talented wrestler. On his way up also. Um, we co-host our own podcast, but... Uh, pretty much right now. Tell bro. us about that. What the fuck, man? You come out here and promote <laughs> stuff. You ain't even gonna promote your own damn podcast. Hey man, hey man, we gotta, we gotta, we got a plethora of things we gotta talk about. But to, I want to backtrack also real quick because you mentioned me and Rhino teaming. Uh, you know, Shogun's been in the game for about six and a half years, and in the six and a half years, I've been grateful to have certain run-ins with, with people. Before that, me and Rhino actually had a match beforehand. At um at a place JCW Juggalo Championship Wrestling, we know them too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if y'all get a chance, please check that one out. Let Shogun know what you think because that one was crazy. Shogun had a chance to suplex Rhino through some barricades. Never thought I'd get a chance to say that. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it was a that was that was a great that was a great time. But pretty much with that podcast, me and Jamal have honestly, man, my uh, what we do is just. It's like dream chaps for uh, for wrestling. Honestly, we just want we just want to be like somewhere uh, you know wrestlers can feel comfortable coming to, you know, and we know we uh you know just talking, shooting the shit. You know, we are uh, us, us as wrestlers. We want to be able to have a place where you know we can just come through and again just have have a good time. It's a, a place we always like to say it's a it's for wrestlers by wrestlers 
we talk about wrestling in life. And, you know, in the first couple episodes, it was really, it was really just me and Jamal just laying the groundwork, you know, just letting people know about who we are, you know, letting, uh, letting know about who our friends are. We brought uh, Bronner in, you know, shouts out to Bronner, uh, big money Bronner out there. Yes, the show. Yo, yeah, we brought in uh, Spirit of Detroit, John Ty, and uh, Joseph Ira. We also brought in Blake, 182. My, uh, well, we were former tag champions up in Canada. We're going to get to that. But uh, also, my, uh, yep, our brother Josh Joni. We, you know, we just come through. We just have, like, our own discussions about where we feel wrestling is, where we are in our wrestling careers, where, you know, where we want to go in our wrestling career, and just, you know, other other things of that nature and just life in general, man. Honestly, it's a it's a it's a it's a podcast we really put our our love in. Shouts out to the coolest lanes podcast we putting us on and getting us that that dope banner. So yeah, if you guys get a chance to check it out, it's on uh, Spotify. Uh, we're working on getting on Apple Apple Music, um, but also we're on Podbean, uh, YouTube, all that stuff. I'll be posting on my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram and all that stuff as well. Well, I'll make sure to check that out, but that brings up a good question, okay? So as we're kind of starting to get out of the pandemic and you said you got all these different places that are on your hit list and all these different mm-hmm. places to go, I mean, where do you see the overall state of – what do you see as the overall state of pro wrestling, both on an indie standpoint and with mm-hmm. you still being signed with Impact, do you think you know that we're in a good place even on the bigger stage? I feel that right now wrestling is at its highest point. Almost at like, I mean, you, you people, I've heard the word renaissance be, be thrown around. It's kind of like that in words, in ways of talent because there's so much talent. Like there's so much talent. Wrestling to me is like music. You know, it's just like there's so many different genres, so many different artists, so many t- different people, records being put out there every day, you know, and um, Fortunately, you know, we have IWTV, we have things like, you know, YouTube, of course, Facebook, all that stuff where people can post their matches and see that content. Also, vlogs and all that stuff. I feel right now wrestling's at a beautiful spot. The part where Shogun wants to bring it back is, or at least not even bring it back, bring it to even brighter light is the, is the authenticity of it. Shogun wants to bring his own authenticity to it. You know, I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about myself. I want to bring my own authenticity to my own art, my own ways to uh, to this to this beautiful this beautiful sport. You know, and um, to me personally, I feel right now wrestling in the next five years is as honestly as I mean paradigm shift type type stuff is going to take place. I feel you know you have so many different things happening. People getting released, people getting acquired, um, people. The forbidden doors and all that stuff, you know, and what really is in depth about that. So, I mean, it's just, I feel like in the next five years, you're going to see some big things that's going to be happening and giving more guys and more women um, more opportunity, not just, not just in America, but also Canada, Mexico, uh, Asia, the Middle East, you know, all that, the, you know, the Europe, uh, the Euro, I'm, I'm planning on going out there pretty soon. Like it's one of those things where it's like, there's so much opportunity out here. Is you know you just gotta look, and thankfully we're not in, the, in we're not in the age of phone books, so you know and and tape trading for real, so we can actually just go go right to the uh, go right to the phone or to the like the laptop and start searching and just pick where you want to go. But for sure, yeah, that's, you know, that's one thing I did I said about the pandemic on. and everything. I feel like for especially for wrestling, wrestling is such an art 
And like, like you said, it's kind of like music. You can paint your own picture different ways. Everybody's got their own way to do it. But with the pandemic, it kind of forced people to get into the modern technology. And here we are doing more live streaming shows with wrestling. Are you seeing it wrestling with no fans, but it's live streaming. Everybody's watching. So that's that. I feel like it was forced into that nature. And I think I think wrestling came out on the other side of this pandemic in a very good way. Oh, yeah. I as a as a as a business, for sure, like I, the business is always going to flourish. I feel just because it's like wrestling reflects life and people just want to be entertained. People just want and fortunately and fortunately wrestling happens to be a form of entertainment. I don't think of it as sports entertainment. It's, so I want I want the listeners to understand why I just said it's a form of entertainment for me. The damn so, art, if you ask me, man. Exactly. So like so yeah, when you see Shogun in the ring, it's a fight, you know. So uh be careful what you be careful what you ask for. But I'm just saying it's like one of those things where right now we're in such a beautiful time where you have so many different ways of martial arts evolving, not just like not just in pro wrestling, but I'm talking about in terms of just jujitsu and also like Jiu-Jitsu is also seeing more wrestlers, more judoka people come into uh, come into play. That's something that was kind of a slow, gradual like build up to. You know, and I feel like with wrestling, it's pretty much the same thing. It's like we got we got to the part where like we're kind of in this digital age now of showcasing what we are, and now it's gonna kind of it's I feel like it's gonna grow even more into I mean I think a universal something even larger than what like IWTV is possible. All right. Well you brought that up. You know you brought up jujitsu. I mean I think that's something that you're seeing obviously like you said you're seeing it integrated more and more into wrestling because I think it further is just pushing what I've said for years and how MMA and pro wrestling are so closely linked and why you're seeing so much more of it. I mean, you see it even in AEW clear to when uh, Brian Danielson is training for a match with Kenny Omega with the likes of Joe Lozon from the UFC to help him get ready for a wrestling match. I mean, that pretty much should tell you pretty much everything you need to know. So with that being said, I know you've picked up jujitsu. So tell me a little bit about jujitsu. Why jujitsu? What got you into jujitsu? Feel free to talk about where you're training. And shout out to the homie Jimmy Fleming from fucking Proving Grounds. Yeah, I remember you. And I want the smoke the next time I'm on the mat, you some bitch. Go ahead. Shout out to the Proving Ground Jim. Because the Proving Ground Jim, we actually uh, just had a couple people uh, get gold in worlds, I believe. Um, so shouts out to the whole crew, everybody out there, uh, Jason, Patrick, the professors of, of everybody, you know, Mike, Dinesh, um, all you guys, much love. But um, pretty much with what Jiu-Jitsu has always been, I feel like something that's always been in my life with just not knowing because it's like the three, it's a 360 of grappling. You know, like I started as a judoka, at least like my father was my sensei. And then as I got older, I went into, you know, Greco and freestyle wrestling in high school and then college. And, you know, before that, you know, it was, it was still a lot of us, still a lot of judoka even before even preteens. But then after that, it was like, all right, well, jiu-jitsu was just bringing it all together, I feel, in a more, in a more fluid fashion. I mean, there's submissions in in judoka and there's, you know, submission locks, and and well now you can stretch somebody out for sure and freestyle and throw somebody like crazy in Greco, but when you bring it all together in the actual jujitsu match, 
is really fucking beautiful to see. Excuse my language for all the people, earmuffs, children. But ah, fuck it. We're already <laughs> past that. Much love. Much love. So yeah, pretty much <laughs> like when you bring all that together. That's why you get jujitsu. You got a person that's able to not just get some type of wrist control, shoot for a single, go for a double, get some type of body control, but also a person that's able to take you down in a different type of way using foot sweeps or whatever. And then bringing that together with a choke with a choke or some type of joint lock. That's just amazing to see. And I honestly, I feel that right now we're seeing an evolution, like watching all these flow grappling videos, seeing all these guys go from college, go right over to the UFC, Go to these jiu-jitsu tournaments, realizing that hey, you guys don't really know takedowns. It's just evolving. It's just, the game is just evolving, and 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 better for it, honestly. Because um, you know, I mean, a few years ago, hell, I mean, everybody was so worried about just taking a seat and trying to get trying to get guard. Now you have people willingly in open guard, just Sitting saying, "Hey, their ass right away." Yeah, just do whatever you need. Even to in do. MMA fights. Exactly. So I feel that right now is um. It's one of those things where, again, the game is just evolving, man. It's just like a revolving wheel that, that fortunately, we have martial artists that find new ways to make the game better. I completely agree with that. I mean, it's no yeah. secret on this show. I mean, I've been training jiu-jitsu since, fuck, man. I started training jiu-jitsu when I was 14, and I just turned Ooh. 29. Fuck, do the math. That's a long time. I haven't gotten to train consistent the whole time, but uh, I've got a purple belt in jiu-jitsu myself, so I fully hey, nice, am nice. Yep. 100%. Hey, man. Uh, shout out to my coach, John uh, Don Richard, which that was something I was going to bring up out of what you said. You know, you mentioned that you started as a judo as a judoka. Uh, my coach, I lucky was lucky enough to train with a coach who was a black belt in jiu-jitsu and judo and, mm. you know, had taken, you know, second – second you know one world championships and all yeah, that kind yeah, of shit yep. like back in the day my coach fought uh like dan severin soa palele ben mm. rothwell uh guys like that like back in the in like the early of mma so i completely yeah. agree with you um i think the integration of what we've seen um from jiu-jitsu just pure to the fact okay take a guy like what you're seeing on monday night raw right now like matt riddle there's a reason why he has been able to, you know, have such a seamless uh, transition to wrestling, I feel like, because, again, it's further, you know, illustrating the the true meshing of styles that MMA and wrestling or in this case, jujitsu and wrestling or grappling and wrestling for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think again, or like a Shayna Baszler, I mean, you go down the list. I mean, there's so many that have done well. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um that grappling background um before we get off the grappling I mean, real quick though i mean, I mean we had uh the big ufc has his blue belt doesn't he yeah he's him like, too actually, he has a, his yeah he's got a blue belt, belt or a purple belt and he had an mma fight yep yep bobby lashley as well so i mean like it's yeah it's yep. awesome awesome uh i want one quick shout out to the <laughs> other gyms I, I hit up detroit jiu-jitsu voyage uh much love them TV boys. let's go uh, i didn't know you know, rocked with uh djj Oh yeah, yep, yep. You know, all you guys, you know, you guys all showed me love when uh when proving around was getting set up. So much love to all the uh jujitsu gyms, all the dojos out there. Uh Shogun will be coming out again soon, just you know, seeing what's going on. 
Well, I got to make this happen. I call it out here. I ain't scared. I want smoke with Shogun one of these days with uh, Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> we'll see if I still know how to use this purple belt, even though it was at a SummerSlam party that we were throwing with our buddies from Breaking Down the Ring. Fucking crackhead bastards decided to break into everybody's car and decided, here, let me not take the bag with the gi and all that shit. I'm going to just take your belt out of the bag, and I'm going to leave the bag in the car. So they took my guitar and took my Jiu-Jitsu belt. What the fuck you're going to do with my guitar and a jiu-jitsu belt? I don't fucking know. But they took my guitar and my purple belt. So. <laughs> what, what are you going to do? And then, then, and then here's the best part of it. You mantle or some shit? Like... Dude. And, and the best part of it now is I don't get to train regularly. So I go into these gyms, bro, and they automatically just assume that I'm a white belt. And then I just, I'll kind of roll all slow and they're like, oh shit, this guy knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> it's like, you're incognito right now. Get, you're yeah. incognito. Hey, I'll, I'll wear the white belt real quick. I'll wear the white belt real quick. I mean, you know hey, uh, shout out to, uh, Past sponsor of the show, our boy Matt Stransky. You got, I got a T-shirt coming your way, sir. And if you guys need you a T-shirt, get you one of them knockouts of three counts T-shirts. We got that new design thanks to the beautiful Miss American Kaiju Lindsay Snow. Check out our past episode with her in the uh, in the past episodes. But Shogun, like I said, we were talking about uh, jujitsu and things like that. Did you get to see uh, the Max Holloway fight this past weekend? Hell yeah. What was that? We showed and watched that right after. Um, shout out to me. Uh, shout out to my homie Chase. He's, he was able to set that up. Chase Burnett. We was able, able just to chill out and watch it right Chase. after the MCP uh, W show, which also shouts out to Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling, another amazing promo, uh, promotion that I hit up other than Mega, you know, but, uh, but man, that fight. We got some questions in the comments about them as well, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man, that fight, man. It's like once, once I, once I saw him, it's like it's so many, it's so many headshots that one can take, but it's like Max don't care. It, it's, it's, it's one of those things he just like the headshots he takes is is as if he absorbs them in his body and brings them back out on offense himself. And it's Walk like right again, he's Walk a different right breed. He's a different breed of person. You cannot tell me there's a different type of person where you can have a fight. And you can make somebody stop and teach them something real quick. Hey, man, hold on, hold on. Let me show you something. And then get back going. There was a fight, like, literally, like, I forgot what fight it was. Oh, my God. But he stopped. Ortega. Him. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. I remember because Ortega was even looking like, yo, what's happening? Am I really <laughs> learning something right now? <laughs> like, But it was crazy, man. But that's just the level of, you know, again, you just got to understand. It's a high level of, of combat intelligence. And these guys possess and Max, like that's that whole fight just just showed that shit. Man. That whole fight yeah. just showed that from head, like just from head movement to like the times when you thought that. I mean, on the ground, people thought he like, oh yeah, he might get no, no, he got right back up. He always just the ability to get down and get back right back up. That whole fight, man, was amazing. It really was. It was a, it was such a showcase of uh, Max's ability to weather the storm and just like you say almost deliver all that energy that was like it was like he was a battery that got charged by getting punched i guess you could say like he was able to deliver all of that charge that he was building throughout the first round because he did lose that first round yeah yeah he, did. he got outstruck in that first round and it was it was wild to see 
Shout out Yair Rodriguez coming back off a two-year layoff looking the way he did, man. That that was wild. You can tell he genuinely did everything he could to hone his skills in this layoff that he you know went through. It wasn't like he was just, you know, coasting around in his career and hoping for the best. He he genuinely went in there showing a different side of himself. And shout out Max Holloway. It's hard to not say anything positive about him. I mean, he looked amazing in that fight. But I'm I'm just so genuinely surprised with the way Yair was able to give a fight like that to somebody mm. like Max Holloway. We all knew what level Max Holloway was at. Me, myself, I still consider him champ. A lot of people do. And for Yair to just even put on that competitive of a fight was just genuinely surprising, man. It, it really was. And we say two-year layoff? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh, man. Two-year layoff. Well, and that brings up a that. good question for you, Shogun. I mean, with Holloway getting this win, I mean, all of us have said we're big fans of Holloway, but do you feel like, you know, when that fight was over, you heard Holloway talk about McGregor. We heard him name Poirier. We heard him name a couple other names up at 155. I mean, it didn't go very well for him at 155. I feel like 145 is the place for him to get that title shot. But where, what do you think the next fight for uh, – what do you think the next fight should be for uh, Holloway? Would you try to take the money fight? with uh mcgregor which first of all i mean he's not even healed yet or secondly do you want would you want to hurry up and take that title fight because i also heard uh volkanovsky say today that um you know he wants that fight he's actively Mm. asking for that fight so he said you know the fight is yours if you want it sign the contract if not then who's next so what do you think is the next right fight for max holloway oh i mean you know, people want that. The people want the counter fight just because of the polarizing figures in there. But I feel if I was, yeah, if I was a coach or if I was just somebody on his team or whatever, just even, I would just say, hey, man, just common sense, go for the title. I, I say go for the title because in that way, I mean, you, again, like you say, it didn't go so well last time. But also, I mean, you know, I thought he won the second one. Yeah, then I, that's, uh, that's growth. That's growth and all that. Because so I mean, so I would say, hell, you could even do if he wants to, could do even better than Connor, dominate that that weight division, go and and then have a couple fights and go up if you're feeling really confident, or even have a have a, I mean, I don't know what they would do, but across you know, uh, try to go for that champ champ title, you know, if he wants since he wants it so bad, which I feel like that's not far from Max. It's just like, you know, he just needs the opportunity. But I say go for the title since it's in your possession. It's literally in your sights right now. Go for that. Because That's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with the point. Like you say, that's that's kind of where my uh, my sight would be set as well. But you said, Kyle, that you he didn't do that well at 55. But I argue that's just because he fought a killer in Dustin Poirier. There wasn't nothing mm-hmm. that right, but isn't that. but wouldn't you say that Dustin Poirier is even more of a killer now than he was then? Yes and no, but I also feel like if you were to give Max a five month layoff to actually build a little bit of size for the division, oh sure, that's unarguable. To, you know, not I agree. To that- jump up. Like, I feel like he would do very well, and because he's now reaching his, you know, he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's 29, just like I am. Yep. He's about to reach that 30 stage. He's already noted how 145 is not the easiest cut for him in the world. 
He's been champ there multiple times, held the belt for a very significant amount of time. He's arguably the best 145er active in the world right now. And uh, I feel like if you're going to do it, now would be a great time. Mm -hmm. We already have seen the fight with Volkanovski twice. I personally, being a greedy fan that loves seeing great fights, I want to see it a third time. I do. Mm. But... I feel like for his career and the possible progression, like you can move him up to 155 and put him up against number three, Benil Darius right now. And you're telling me that fight wouldn't be fun as hell. It would put yeah. Benil in I got no problem with that, but I want to see him go and get his belt at 145 since there was already the bullshit with the last fight. I feel like you mm-hmm. go back, you fight him, and if you can beat him, take the 145 belt. Then you go up to 155 because regardless of whether he loses at 155, now look at what happened to John Jones. John Jones gave up the light heavyweight title before he ever got his heavyweight title shot. And now look what happened. Granted, John Jones did what John Jones does, but I'm saying purely from fight standards, he gave away all his bargaining chip by getting rid of that fucking belt before he had a fight. If I'm Max Holloway, I go back and I fight Volkanovsky again because, like I said, I think he won the second fight. So go back, beat him. Once you beat him, you got the belt. Now you've got the bargaining chip. Now not only do you have that Connor fight, which is what they were talking about, you've got that in the back of it. But now not only that, you have the bargaining chip, not Connor, because you've got the belt. I think all roads got to go through that belt for Max Holloway, because if he doesn't, I feel like he'll do more damage to himself than if he didn't. That being said, See, shout I, out to Kathy. We mentioned Kathy, you know, for shout out to yeah. go ahead, show her that shout twisted tumbler. Get you a motherfucking <laughs> twisted tumbler. Mine's blank. Mine's blank. <laughs> I get one with yeah, Shogun on it. One that just says well, well, well. Hey, we won't we won't show you what's on the other side. I mean, side, Shogun, man. you seriously gotta check these out. Like, I'm serious. These mm-hmm. bitches are hard body, dude. <laughs> what, we, see, we, Kathy, we, I'm getting you business. You see this here? It don't get better for custom cups, man. And she just made a shirt, so my little man's not only got his own cup. He's got, he's got a sippy cup. He's got a bottle with the logo on it. And he's got a shirt in this bitch before the onesie that's coming with them shirts comes. This dude's going to be ready before he ever makes his damn debut. Ah, damn. But real quick, just to jump back, because I did have another point to make. I feel like you, you say that would take away from his career if he didn't go that path. But I feel like if it's an inevitable... Uh, an inevitability that he ends up moving up to 55. I feel like it would take away from his career to try to still maintain the 145 yeah. stature. I agree, I but like he's got to close that business out with Volk first. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. He has to close out. He has to try to get the belt first and then naturally bump up. I got no problem with him going to 55. I agree with everything you said, but to me, he's got to finish that business with Volk first. Because to me, he won the second fight. And I feel like it's very arguable that he won the second fight. But at the end of the day, like you said, when you look at the paper, it says that Volkanovsky won. So in order for him to really be able to even close a chapter or even put a pause on that 145 chapter, to me, he has to beat. He either has to beat him or at least fight him again. Or I feel like his run at 145 will never truly have the thing because he's already cemented himself as one of the best. Yeah, he is definitely already, if you're talking like Mount Rushmore of the division itself, the 145, he's like, if not number one, he's number two right behind Aldo. Like he's right I got, I got a question and maybe a point. 
So, I mean, I, I understand what you guys are saying as far as the belt. And I mean, it all depends on Max Holloway's mind state and what he wants to go, you know, in the future. But is Connor still the big money fight when it comes down to all that? Because, I mean, I see rumblings of like yes. the belt. Well, just means. because it, you t- if you look at the, the pay-per-view sales from last year, he was one and two. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Especially I don't know what it is, dude, but better, who better to deserve a huge payday than Max Holloway, man? I think the guy but is you know, really like the, the best thing about this, though, guys, like, I feel would kind of come out of that age of, like, of would come out of the age of what Connor issued in terms of creating the, the big money fight just off of popularity or off of, like, clout, if you will. You know, kind of like, hey, like, hey, how's this guy jumping ahead of this guy that has, you know, the – so I feel right now with Max, yeah, I feel like that. I mean, I feel like that's the only that's the only that's the only big money match for him. Honestly, after after that, is it's reasonable. It's like I'm thinking about in terms of like booking. If you were even to have a wrestling show, you know, you would want done. he deserves to be paid, man. Yeah, yeah, you just, yeah, you would want that guy to to get that title, and after that, you would want him to say, all right, well, this other person that presents something else to him of a challenge, but also they had a title that he also wants in champ champ. But I feel like one thing that gets left out a lot in this argument, because I do, I listen to a ton of MMA podcasts and this is an argument that's constantly brought up is what's going to happen with Holloway. But say Holloway does end up winning this third fight. Then what about Volk? I mean, Volk doesn't deserve some fanfare himself, man. He's done like, I know, Say what you want about his fights against Holloway sure. and stuff, but he's been in a let him get his rematch. But why can't he's done nothing but represent the, the belt with full integrity and yeah. as a as a proper you know division champ should? And uh, it, I would hate to see it all like, depends on how that fight goes, though. Max Holloway and Volkanovsky just be left by the wayside after beating him twice, so. You know, it's. It, I it's, agree with that, but hard. it all depends like on how that fight goes. Match again. If you end up doing this match again, though, I feel like you could really end up in a perpetual cycle of Volkanovski, Max Holloway, Volkanovski, Max Holloway, because Volk could definitely make. Well, I mean, match. not really, because if Volk beats him again, that's three. Whether hey, there was bullshit on the second one, he wins. Then yeah, the, then we're. Let's do we're best of seven. But Fuck if Max it. wins, if Max <laughs> wins, we're definitely talking rematch after that. And then what what happens then if it's another close decision either way? Then we're talking a, a fourth or fifth match at that point. Yeah. So it's like, I I love the matchup, I do, and I feel like Max deserves every crack at that belt. But with the payday at hand and Connor talking about coming back and him already wanting to move up, I feel like it's a perfect fight. Man. And honestly, I think I think he boxed Connor's head off now, dude. Yeah, it's, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with you, man. But. That's all the more reason y'all motherfuckers got to check us out this Thursday because there's more shit to talk about on Thursday. But speaking about getting title shots, one of the comments that has been brought up in the comments by our friend Donald Holland is he wants to know, when are you going to start pushing next over there at Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling to go get you a damn title shot, dude? Man, you know what? That's going to happen pretty soon, I feel. I feel like that's something that's, uh, you know, Shogun had that, uh, that, that, um, he had the mega, like, I'm sorry, not the mega, the, um, Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling Cup. It was like a tournament, if you will. And Shogun won the tournament. Uh, and that was a title shot chance. 
uh, didn't come out the uh, the victor. That was against that was against uh, I believe it was against Jamal possibly, but um, but honestly, if anything, Shogun's in a different headspace right now, and I feel like nah, it's gonna it's gonna be happening pretty soon for real. It's gonna be happening pretty soon. Same thing possibly for the Mega Championship because you know the Mega Championship is held by Trey. So uh, I feel like that's something that I might be aiming for as well later on. I mean, I'm with it. We needed to see Shogun do all the gold. I mean, we saw Jordan Grace doing her thing with that digital championship picture. I don't think we need the same kind of picture from Shogun when you pick up all these gold belts. But, I mean, a pretty dope-ass picture with some of that lemonade might do the picture. But, hey, man. Uh, with that- hey, man. I had I I my champ, champ, champ status at one point. Um uh, well, a year ago, uh, no, right before COVID. So, I mean, it's that, that glorious shot had the three belts on me one from uh, XICW, one from Mega, and one from actually a Toledo promotion, uh, WBW. But you know what? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be happening soon. You know, we gotta we start off so, so, like kind of slow, but now we back on it. You know, going back up to Canada pretty soon here. Uh, shouts out to uh, Crossbody Promotions, you know, uh, and gonna be suplexing some people over there. Well, you know, it's good to see that you can finally get back into Canada. We'll have to see if you get some of that Canadian bacon uh, when you go oh, yeah. up there to go throw these suplexes. I mean, I know you said that you and uh, past guests of the show, Blake, were uh, tag team champs up there. I yeah. mean, yeah. how do you feel to be getting back up there over to Canada? Do you know if their wrestling scene over there is still staying as hot, seeing as you're not able to kind of get in and out with as many of the, oh, yeah. you know, U.S.? You know, the U.S. talent getting in there. I mean, I don't know if that took any real hit to their indie scene up there. I mean, they still they still have a strong pool of talent for real. Like, they, like Canada is a wonderful place to go, especially for wrestlers. Oh, my gosh, they love wrestling over there, man. It's a, it's a, it's a different type of energy. And um, especially shouts out to all my Toronto people, everybody out I, over there, um, over in Kitchener, Ontario, Windsor, uh, Mississauga, all you guys up there. You know, uh, Nova Scotia, appreciate you. You know, so, yeah, pretty much it's uh, – they all – they just love wrestling, man. They love it, especially when you start throwing their, some of their favorite wrestlers around. It's amazing to see how they start switching. <laughs> but, yeah, like, when you just start <laughs> suplexing people, man, they go crazy for it. But, I like, no, shouts out to Canada. Again, big shouts out to the to cross-body uh, pro wrestling. Going to be going back up there pretty soon and um, seeing what's going on. I like it, man. I haven't been to Canada in quite a while, but you're not you lying. Complete, I, mean, man. I mean, dude, I so I was going to Canada a lot uh when my sister was doing Throwing her thing growing. Canada <laughs> Canadia! I went to Canada a lot. I went to Canada. I went to Canada and watched them row down the river when my sister was doing the rowing deal. Uh I went to Canada and watched them row, row, row their boat gently downstream. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, we're definitely excited to see you get back up in there to Canada. Um, you know, this brings a good thought and who better to ask than Shogun? Because I mean, you've got quite the eccentric personality. What are your thoughts on, uh, somebody like a Colby Covington in wrestling and vice versa, since we're talking about the combat sports side of things, what do you think with, uh, a Colby Covington and a guy like, more your size, like a guy like Junior Dos Santos. How do you think they uh, stack up in the pro wrestling deal? 
Well, Junior's already in. He's already kind of getting some AEW love yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, I know. That's why so, I'm saying I want to know what you think. I mean, I think it's interesting. Something that's inevitable. Something that already basically happened. I mean, Ken Shamra was essentially the very first, I would say, one of the very him and uh, him and C. Blackman. Let's not forget him. He was very legit in karate. I remember he was very fluid. So he, um, those guys, like, they all kind of started that, if you will. And don't and forget then, Al Snow, man. Don't forget Al Snow. Yeah, Al Snow. Yeah, also, shouts out to OVW. I'll be hitting you guys up pretty soon as well. Shouts out to everybody in Kentucky. But, uh, yeah, Al Snow. And even before that, I mean, hell, you had, you know, Ed Strangler. You know, you had guys like Dan Gable. You had all these, like, Danny like, Hodge. Uh, Hodge, you know, you had Gotch. You had all these guys that were real stretchers, you know, that could really, like, stretch people out for real. And Fez, yeah, Detroit's own. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. God damn, I watch way too much wrestling. <laughs> hey, man, we all do. We all, it's yeah. never too much. But can, can you be too much where, ever? <laughs> I mean, clearly it's ever. not for you with fucking Ricky Steamboat and shit all over your shirt. Oh, yeah. you like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Taking it way back. Yeah. Show which, my uh, which, which flare match is your favorite, by the way? Mine? Yeah, yeah, which uh, one is Yes, Flair? which one out of the three? Flair and Steamboat, asshole. You know what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I do, but fuck, man. They're all so good. I don't know. Which one? Pick. You got to pick one. You can't make me choose that. Yeah, I know. I feel you. I Hell feel yeah, you can. He's the guest. Yeah, he yeah, gets yeah, to make you I'm pick. Gonna, listen, hey, I'll tweet it in a little bit. That that gets you guys okay. to follow okay. me on Twitter. Okay. okay. Yeah, there you go. Tell them where to follow you at and let them know. Let them know where they follow you at. Hey, I was just talking. What is my Twitter handle? I'm trying. I'm trying to brush up on this. It's J Bone Show. The J Bone Show. Hey, tell them about the J Bone Show. That's a hey. thing, man. So J Bone's the hip hop guy over here, bro. Yeah. So that's as good a question as any. Before Shogun gets ready to suplex a motherfucker, what kind of stuff is putting you in the mood to suplex a motherfucker? Well, bro, always. I mean, I've been. I was a Wu-Tang Clan fan, but I mean, I love all genres, but right now what's been on my rotation, what's been on my rotation right now, I just got the Big Sean uh, EP uh, featuring with Hit Boy. You know, Office was one of my favorite ones off of that. Um, also, Run the Jewels, number four, the, the, their most recent. I'm, I've always been a Run the Jewels fan since uh, since they debuted accidentally. You know, like, I've always been a fan of those guys, but yeah, uh, Run the Jewels, number four, and Finally, I'm actually going to say, yo, uh, honestly, Tech 9 has been bumping like crazy oh. in Miami. I hope, like, tech, tech 9 and uh, and Joey, uh, Joey Rock. Joey Badass. Oh, Joey Cool. Joey Cool. I'm sorry. Joey, Joey cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Joey Cool. Yeah. Man. Joey Badass is dope as, as dope, dope as hell, too. But Joey Cool, he's been on my uh, he's been on my radar for, uh, for real, man. They're just all amazing artists, man. You Y'all hear that face off? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What y'all think of the uh, the rice verse? <laughs> you go first. You're the hip hop guy, J Bone. Hey. See, I'm plugging you. Check out the J Bone show. Greatest rapper alive. alive. Don't tell him he's not. I dare you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard my. We gave our impressions on the show when it first came out, and my impressions was I've heard a lot worse celebrity camo cameos. Yeah. He's, he didn't yeah. do that terrible. Like. It was kind of like the rock corny, like I'm biggest. I'm not mad at it, bro. Like I'm not surprised he did good because with yeah, it being the rock, yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't think that's what I was saying before. The guy can do anything. Good. 
you know, like that's the rock has a certain, especially the later into his career that he's gotten, he's got a certain way of only putting out like stuff that garners the right kind of attention for his career. And I feel like that was exactly yeah. what he did. Oh yeah. Right. Right on time. Right on time for the gym. I will say he can hey, literally. I, it, felt, it felt like if you gave him a microphone at that point, he'd probably feel like he cutting a promo or somebody. It's like he was like, talking I mean, to him, like talking. To him, like, there's like arguably not anybody better with coming up with shit off the top of his head. So I mean, you can't really go wrong with Rock. And before we get off of hip hop, shout out to the homie Mega Rand doing the new theme song for King Woods over there on SmackDown. Shout out to Mega Rand. And hey. his new album, Live 95. I want to know, when the fuck are we going on our next road trip, bro? Let me know when we're going on our next road trip. I'll be in that bitch. If you need somebody to be your road dog when you head down to Survivor Series this Sunday, which, if you're headed down to Survivor Series, you got to check us out this Thursday so I can tell you who the fuck's going to win at Survivor Series and why they need to do something to spice up that Survivor Series match. But that's why you got to tune in this fucking Thursday Cause I got plenty of shit to say, just like okay, the Shogun okay. did today. Okay. Oh um, wait, wait, wait. Before, yeah. before you get off hip hop, shouts out to my uh, to one of my sponsors right here, man. Destroy everything, Detroit brand right here. hundred uh, percent Detroit brand, man. My uh, my man's uh, venomous. All of them. Shouts out to the Alchemists. Shouts out to everybody. Ritz. Also, uh, Ritz dropped a uh, EP. Also, he has dig deeper, and that's dope. Um. But yeah, man, like much love. Shouts out you guys can't hit up destroy everything. Definitely. I've seen uh, a lot of their stuff. They put out some dope shit. So uh shout out to Detroit's own, man. Yeah, yeah. Destroy everything, man. Shouts out to you guys. Destroy everything. Hit us up. Yeah. Hey man, I like it. Like I said, I've I've seen uh plenty of their stuff. Well, before I let you get out of here, I know I said I was gonna talk about it. You ain't kicking me out like that. What's up? Hey man, I don't want I don't want to be respectful of your time and all, you know, man. I know you gotta gotta get your rest so that you have the energy to suplex the next motherfucker the next morning. I mean, I still so, got I still got push these matches out. I, I feel like I got all these matches. Okay, cool. Guy. That then if we've got more time, then we're good. So before we get back to what you've got on the uh agenda, I need to know then, since you said you run a podcast where ultimately all of you guys are fans, I mean, we're still fans as well. I can't not talk about AW Full Gear before we get off this this podcast, especially with it being hot. Ring the bell. Fuck you, Devin, because Devin was at Full Gear, and I didn't get to go to Full Gear. But guess what? When I did get to go to Full Gear, I got to fucking interview the new world champ. So fuck you. Making sure you check it out and hit that subscribe button. But with that being said, what were the Shogun's thoughts on AEW Full Gear? Hey man, uh, I would say some good matches all around. I mean, a lot of those guys, like some of those guys, I I know. So I mean, they're all putting it down. I can't can't really say anything. Can't say anything bad. Can't say anything wrong. I mean, <laughs> again, it's one of, it's one of those things. People like I see people doing their thing. See people out there. Shouts out to Lee Moriarty. Shouts out to the uh, to uh, to everybody out there. Just like you know, making their bones and doing their thing. Also, shouts out to people on Dark and you know. Um, I watched oh, Full Gear cool. with Shogun. What were your thoughts on Full Gear, Donald? Let me know in the comments since y'all Shogun were watching it together. <laughs> Shogun's gonna talk some crap. Shogun's busy beating Bronner and uh, Jamal King is in pool. So I you know, see I mean, that Donald right on cue. You were beating him in pool. <laughs> I no no. Whoa, Donald's like he Donald's hyping up. I ain't smoke him. 
it was a good competition. <laughs> I'm say that. It was a, it was a good competition. I ain't smoking, but <laughs> Shogun had to warm up. Smoke him if you got him. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun time. That was right after our MCPW show. Which shouts out to the whole Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling crew, though. We'll be back. But yeah, feel man, I'm free to talk program. about that if you need to, man, because I've yet to make it out to uh Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling. So man, shout out to them. I've through. seen I've seen a lot of good I've seen and heard a lot of good things about Mr. Oh, Chainsaw yeah. Pro Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Um I haven't gotten to make it out there yet, but much love, man. Shouts out to Mike Mike Z. I'm telling you, bro, it's a it's a good product. Sometimes you might have to might have write up that. Yeah, man. Come uh, on, man. I, like I said, I want all the smoke. Maybe, maybe me and Shogun will have to make a fucking road trip for one of these shows. I'll roll out with one of those or something. But I, yeah, I got to make my way out there for one of these or something because I've heard yeah. a lot of good things about Mr. Chainsaw. All the top talent out there, all the top, and we got top talent coming from Indiana. People coming out from New York. People coming out from Los Angeles. People coming out from Texas. All that, you know. Um, but yeah, good competition. Something that Shogun is always proud about whenever I come through. I, I actually just had my match against Adam Wick, uh, one of the members of the DTA. Um, and again, just I will say one of my like another hard hitting match. Shogun, I mean, of course, you know, you got Adam Wick who does look, you know, he loves doing these flips, he's a very athletic gentleman. But uh, you know, Shogun loves making people do flips himself with suplexes. So it was one of those things where we just we you know we had to get it going. But yeah, man, um, it, it was a, like I said a very fun match. Uh, all the matches over there, man, just go crazy. Like Jack Verville, another jiu-jitsu practitioner, brown belt, also. Um, you know, of course, you know you have uh, Tommy Vendetta. You know, he actually he just had a really great great match against Jamal King. You know, Isaiah doing his thing. Jack Price. You know, I just want to shout out all, all, all the big talent out there. You know, you guys come through the uh, Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling. You guys aren't missing. Uh, you guys are, are missing out on some big, um, big things. And then also IWTV, they shoot it there. I wish that they covered more. I wish I, I you know, but yeah, because it's some, it's some good matches on there. Well, I mean, like I said, I've heard. Oh, Donald's throwing big praise out in the uh, comments there, saying it's the best promotion in Michigan. So that, that's pretty big words, and Donald hasn't steered us wrong yet. So that's why I fought PCO. Hey man, it was a fun, yeah, definitely. Hey man, PCO, past guest for the motherfucking show. Maybe I'll have to go grab the French Canadian Frankenstein and bring him back on over here, man. Uh, <laughs> any of you guys who follow us on social media at Ko3C Pod, you know we fuck with the French Canadian superstar over here. Oh, yeah. uh, we're gonna have to see where he goes now that Ring of Honor is kind of shook out. Uh, I definitely am gonna have to make my way out to Mr. Chainsaw. Like I said, shout out to Mikey Zero. <laughs> And everybody from uh, Mr. Chainsaw, yes. I've only heard good things about that place. Uh, Uncle Chase has said a lot of good things about Mr. Chainsaw. So I definitely am going to have to make my way out. Um, I can't also, say anything. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Last thing. Also, if you guys are in the area, please do come through. Uh, come through to the uh, Mega Championship Pro Wrestling Show. Big matches coming through. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to give you all I give you all the uh, the real about that's a, a honestly one of my other proud promotions out like over in uh ohio so again lots of great talent comes through like i said shane taylor came through there uh big time bill collier uh p uh sorry not pco um alex shelley all of them uh gosh um 
honestly, like it's a lot, it's a lot of talent that's coming through. Just it's running through my head, right? Chase, Chase Owens of the Bullet Club. Yeah, like I said, like you guys have come through. You guys I definitely am gonna have to uh make a move through there, man. Like I said, I mean for all of you guys who want to know our thoughts on AEW Full Gear, we're going to get into that probably a little bit more on Thursday. As you can see, I can't say anything about his Ricky Steamboat shirt because ring the fucking bell. I got the I was there at the All Out shirt on, even though Devin got to be there at Full Gear, and I'm I'm still kind of upset that I wasn't there. But uh, hey, and if you're in that kind of mood, shout out the past guest of the show, Dave Lagreca. Make sure you send him some candy before he dies this weekend and gets his ass kicked by Thunder Rosa and gets her face tattooed on his ass. So before you do that, go ahead and make sure you check out our interview with Dave That's real. Yeah, That's it's, real. It's real. Hey, bro, it's like that. See, we sponsored the last show when he went down there for Mission Pro Wrestling, and somehow he made it out with his teeth intact. Now this time he's up the ante, and if Laney Luck don't beat Thunder Rosa this Saturday, he's got to get her face Tattooed on his ass. He could do the tattoo. It could be worse. He could. Be yes, I, he said he's got to. From the way I understand it, if you guys watch Busted Open, listen to Busted Open. The way I understand it, if Laney Luck doesn't beat Thunder Rosa and Bubba Ray upped it even this morning, according to him, he said he thinks that if it ends in a disqualification, if it ends in a count out, if it ends in any other way other than Laney Luck winning, that Dave should have to get it by default. So, yeah, if Dave loses, he's going to have uh, uh, face paint where the sun don't shine uh, permanently. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you check that out on the Title Match Network. And like I said, if you haven't already done so, we had a good time. He didn't like that uh, Corey was wearing a New York Mets hat. Uh, but, uh, yeah, check that shit. But, um, yeah, dude, uh, will Shogun be on Black Wrestlers Matter 3? Hey, shout them out. Everybody, go on to Twitter. All right, go we're getting more comments and IG. questions in the shout comments. Shout out right? the promotions you want me at. Shout out the Black Wrestling Matters uh, 3, because there's a lot of people that they hear. So, I love it. They hear about Shogun, but they don't know about him. So they hear about him. I swear, I got the underground rapper vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like that. So please, you guys come through and uh hit them up on Twitter. Tag Shogun, tag Black Lives Matter, uh, and let them know Black Lives Wrestling Matter. Like, you know, we 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 want Shogun, we want the suplexes. I mean, yeah. I, I'm cool with seeing the suplexes everywhere, man. I mean, it yeah. sounds yeah. like Shogun yeah. is looking ready to pretty much do a takeover in the state and uh outside abroad. I mean before we get out of here, I mean, that's a good question, too. You know, we mentioned uh, GCW Horror Slam. You know, we were there at GCW uh, Evil the next night. J-Bone watched it from Fight TV. If you didn't get to, make sure you get the replay of that motherfucker. And check out Uncle Chase doing his damn thing in the five-way on GCW. And uh, my man's almost decapitated him with that leg drop. But uh, he's all right. He's okay, though. But if you saw it, you know what I was talking about. J-Bone, you, I saw your face change when I say that. It looked like his head got decapitated, but he was all right. What about the sweep in the beginning when he went flying out the ring right after his hip? That was what yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> he took some pretty gnarly fucking butt. He, he took some pretty. With the cane can't be taking that damage to the hip like that. No, no matter how it goes, man, Uncle Chase always leaves his mark on the night. That's for sure. Yeah. Or just another like. 
bone bruise on his head like like he's got a few of those. I mean, yeah. one or the other, it works either way. But, hey, yeah. Unk did his damn thing, and he's going to be back, GCW, at Harpo's in January. Mm-hmm. That's going to be uh, pretty fucking gnarly. With that being said, you know, is show, are we going to see Shogun messing with GCW anytime soon? Because I keep seeing you on these uh, – I keep seeing you on these horror slam uh, GCW shows. I think Shogun would do great in uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. You know, Shogun is actually aiming for that. I mean, if it's gonna happen, I mean, I, I, this is one of those things where I, I look, man, I got a vision, and Shogun sees it, and I think that Bloodsport is something that's not just tailor made for Shogun, but also has Shogun's name all over it. So, I mean. I'm down, and I see all the competition from Calvin Tankman, Missouri Suzuki son. You have, uh, you know, you have uh, Barnett himself, Barnett himself in it. You know, like I, you know, I want, I just want the heaviest hitters possible that Shogun can prove himself against. Yeah, and I mean, I like any style, one of those I matches. Feel like, I feel like something like Blood, Bloodsport would really be fitting for the style too. Much love, man. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, it'll happen. Hopefully you have hey, y'all tag y'all tag tag plus four tag GCW. Say makes him a scary motherfucker, man. This dude could first of all suplex you out of the ring, and then he's gonna put your ass to sleep and but man, yeah, <laughs> man. I'm out. Hey, Boney, anybody message you? I got you, bro. <laughs> hey, man, that's hey. what I'm talking about. See, we Dread King Logan likes to play like he's not in his cor- in our corner, but I just want it known for any of the <laughs> listeners that were out there at Horror Slam versus GCW, you know. This is now the second time I have come to the defense of one of our guests because let me tell you, if that kid that was working there at the Knights of Columbus wanted to get it on and popping, your boy and the Dread King were ready to get at it. So I was about to show motherfuckers up with these suplexes in a minute. But, uh, hey, uh, it, it was a good time over there at Horse Slam versus GCW, man. I Like I said, I think it would be a good one, man. Um, especially we just had Gil Gardado, who also happens to be the coach of one John Moxley, uh, on the show from extreme couture. And he competed on blood sport as well. I mean, I'm loving seeing more of, you know, the more integrated, you call it UWF style, call it whatever you want. Um, I, I love seeing more of that. Cause like I said, especially when you watch like a Japan or something like that, you just see how much MMA and grappling are, you know, integrated into, you know, what we're seeing. Donald says he wants to see you in the pit. What about, uh, the pit? Oh, Shogun's down to be in any pit. I'll throw anybody in any pit. <laughs> I don't care. He's, I think that I he mean, said that no ring ropes, no problem. No ring rolls, no problem. I think that was one of my favorite stages in Def Jam Five from New York. Show, Shogun wants off. Shogun God don't damn, care. I love that game. game. Shogun oh, yeah, will jump in the pit. I don't care. And I also see uh, what's up with Isaiah Bronner. What do you mean, Donald? Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah, that's what I want to okay. know. Where's Isaiah? Where the fuck's Isaiah? I want <laughs> Isaiah. If you got balls, throw them in the comments. Uh, like I said, man. Like I said, um, I think you'd do great in the pit. But now that you brought it up. Quick sidebar, favorite Def Jam game and why? Oh, man, number two, the second one for sure. Mm-hmm. The I, I feel like the purest one because you not only had the best cast, but, I mean, first off, yeah, Henry, Henry Rollins as your trainer, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Ah, Bronner's <laughs> watching with us, that's why. Hey, Bronner. And then, um, but, 
Yeah, then you had all these other like you had this the whole cast from I mean you had Flavor Flay being a drunk mat drunken master, you doing like <laughs> drunken boxing moves, you know, you had crazy legs over here doing capoeira moves, you know, you had just all what about these fat Joe. <laughs> Fat, Fat Joe had Fat the Joe was like the hardest boss to beat in that yeah. motherfucker. I lost to him about six ball. times. The best, the best right hook. All you had to do was get him against the wall. Once you got him against the wall, power punch him against the wall. He leans up. You just press X. Right, but if he hits you, you though, you like fly. Hey man, you better move. You better know how to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm like, like, look, Fat Joe busting rounds with submission. He was. He definitely went to jujitsu class <laughs> in that game. <laughs> you know. Yeah, man, it was it was definitely that was my favorite, best flushed out fighting system possible. Yeah, you were definitely right on the mark. I missed with the second games. one with the, with the first one. It seems like they realized the success. With the third one, it seems like they fucked it up. But the second one was right yeah. on the money. So man, I agree that, that whole that whole street series. You had Dev Jam from New York, NBA Street Volume Two came out, uh, NFL Street Volume Two was just hidden. That whole series for some reason exhibit was, was running you through the parking lot and shit. I've right. been saying it for years. They either need to bring back the streets or they need to bring back like the NFL blitz and shit like that. They need to do something to bring back uh, yeah. sports gaming because as somebody who uh, is a regular video game enjoyer, man, this shit is getting pretty lame out there. It's like the same five games for the last sports games five. have been pretty fucking whack for a while. But I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm the showdown. Does Shogun get down on the Call of Duty Vanguard though? That's what we need to know. Or Warzone or any of those. Shogun will get down some Warzone. Shogun will also get down some Apex Legends as well. Shogun will also get down on. Uh, so on how come you ain't played with me and Shane yet? That's what I want to know. Uh, when it, when is it going to be me, you, and Shane Taylor getting dubs in Warzone or on Vanguard or Apex or you, me, and Corey can get dubs on Apex? Hey man, with Apex man, you just got to send the invite. You just got to send. Come the on, invite, man. man. What's the what's the shit? Send it in the private chat or whatever. We can get at it. We'll definitely. We'll do it, man. I'll send it in the private chat. And everybody else, also, I'll be posting it. You know, I kind of, I think it's just Jackson Stone, actually. If it's just, if you just type in Jackson Stone with an extra E, that'll be me. I, for some reason, I was able to get my own name. So, you know, I just search me and uh, you see my eyes popping up. But yeah, man, uh, I, I love all, I'm honestly also, I, not gonna lie, I've been, uh, I've been loving, I've been loving like, other than like my shooters and all the stuff I play online, uh, I do enjoy my my story games. Love Yakuza, the Yakuza series. Shouts out to uh, to all the makers, uh, the people that contributed to that. Uh, no Man's Sky, all that stuff, man. Like, look, they just is is like you know God of War, of course. You know, wish I can't wait for that new one to come out. I loved God of Wars, I dude. I wish they would. But yeah, I was man, bummed I that they never got put on Xbox, but I loved those back. I remember playing the first one back with PlayStation 2. What was funny is I had to get put on by a, a friend of mine's dad who still played the games. He's like, you got to play this shit. This is going to be <laughs> pretty dope. And I remember I started playing it, started killing fuckers with them, them the, the swords he's got, dude. And I'm <laughs> like, damn, this <laughs> shit is swords. pretty fucking... That game like the swords so also Soul Calibur, Tekken... Yeah. Uh, Street Fighter Shogun throws hands virtually too. <laughs> as, as he gets down all the, smoke. Uh, <laughs> as somebody who's already in the uh, entertainment sphere, uh, any thoughts on ever uh, putting up a stream or anything like that, going the Twitch route? You know, the stream route Shogun did do, actually, and, you know, I, I realized I wasn't doing it to the full capacity that I wanted to. Um, right now, with the way Shogun wanted, or what, 
how Shogun wanted to present it. it just wasn't it. But actually, I just I was getting I just got my cam. I just got my webcam not too long ago. And uh now Shogun really wants to showcase his face because it was just his voice at one point. And although he has a very ASMR type vibe, <laughs> Shogun wants to be able to show show what he looks like to the uh, to the lovely stream and enjoy these games also. Whether I'm dying, respawning, or getting a couple kills here and there and winning. I just want to be able to enjoy it and let people see it. Because I was also doing a, a full Crash uh, Crash Bandicoot series, just beating the Crash Bandicoot games. I had some people just dick, getting down on that and loving that. So, yeah, man, I'll be back soon. With with the uh, wide array of games that you just listed, I feel like that's the type of stuff that makes people successful because they're able to garner attention from multiple markets, as I'm sure somebody like you has already realized. So. Much love, man. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Like when we do get down, you guys are all invited. Talk about I'm with it. all those games you guys mentioned. Crash Bandicoot, dude. Jeez. Oh man, Crash hey. Bandicoot was we're deal going, back in the day. Bro. Right, we're going old school. Love it. Bro, look, the first one, the first one was the hardest. Shit, Donald said, "Let's get with it." He's already throwing out the invites, throwing out that gamer tag for the PS5. If you get down on Vanguard or any of those, throw them bitches. Hey man, I'll be hitting y'all up soon. Oh yeah, um, I'm like I said. I'm not scared. Like I said, anyone who listens to this knows that me and your boy Shane T get down on the Call of Duty War Zones and all those all them shits. So uh, here's a funny story for you. My first War Zone win was right in the beginning of pandemic with Shane Taylor, and we made it through the whole game. Got the final kill. The victory thing came up, all that shit, and then the game fucking crashed, and I didn't get my W. <laughs> uh, my on. first W, and I got the but last it, kill. Is it in the stat books, but is it in the Did books? you clip it? I got Did the last it? kill in everything. Did you clip it, though? Shane Taylor can back this shit up. Like we talked, about, we have talked this uh, about this on the show with Shane because it was bullshit. Because oh. then every time we played after that, it was the funniest shit because it was my first win in Warzone and the fucking game screwed up before I even got to get my W. They just couldn't let. They just didn't want to see me win. They didn't want to see me win. Yoga says they don't want to see you win, man. You got you know you got clip. You got to press that clip button. Yeah, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, man. I got to throw fuckers in this guillotine right quick and, you know, get down with it. But before I give you the the last platform to let everybody know where the fuck else to find you. We ain't skirt out here. So, J-Bone, you're tweeting and shit. What was your favorite, you know, flare steamboat match, bitch? Uh We're still live. Which you gotta one's follow me on Twitter to find out, man. Hell no, hell no. We're still live. That ain't how we play around here. Uh, you caught me. I didn't think you're. We're still live. I seen it. I sees everything. I'm all seeing eye in this bitch. So I'm which still trying to figure out how to work this big brother. To be honest. I'm, I'm all right, right which one is it? Here, uh, sh- sh- man, it's such a close. I love the Spring Stampede one in nine, like '94. But the Shy Town Road, 89 one was the, the probably the best one. But there was one. I honestly I don't remember what year it was, but I remember I was young as hell and I was watching it was like WCW Saturday night or something. Wasn't that the one that came out came out like Saturdays, mm-hmm. like 605? Yeah. And they had a match yeah. on there, dude. It was fucking great. I loved it. 
I, I don't quote me. I, I might be wrong on that. You That's know who that. else had a good match on WC, WCW Saturday night that all y'all kids need to go back and watch? You need to go watch Ricky the Dragon Steamboat against one stunning Steve Austin. Catch that bad lad with that flowing blonde hair. That was some good hey, shit okay, there, okay. guy. Hey, man, I watch all the shit. I'm a Stone Cold Mark, oh, yeah. so I've watched everything from stunning Steve Austin to superstar Steve Austin and <laughs> fucking everything in between. I probably hey, I know that fuckers. Some, uh, I just watched the Muda versus Sting. Sting oh, had the like, Muda and Sting had a great feud. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, dude. And then and then when it culminated into the and then Muda and Sting and then remember when it was Sting and uh Flair versus Funk and Muda in the in the in the mm-hmm. uh Thunderdome cage and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Muda climbed up. Well, talk yeah. about that. The That's... shit was before I was alive and I'm bringing it to you. See there? Well, Look at that. Since you're since you're bringing Sting up though, I do want to get your thoughts for being this uh late in his career. I guess we could word that as politely as possible there. He's doing really well, man, over in AEW. What's your thoughts on uh, what he's been able to do? I mean, I think the, I think right now that age is, I mean, very impressive. I mean, him and Dustin Rhodes, just like what those guys can do at that age. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a blessing that he's still able to go, especially after what what was the news of him not even able to, you know, wrestle at all with the neck injury. So I think it's a blessing for him to be in any ring taking I me mean, hell I, I wouldn't recommend it but taking any bumps and even like i mean him just landing a stinger splash gets people going so i think i mean it's just a blessing that he's able to move around for real that like that because yeah. after that neck injury as a as a former athlete in and variety of of sports that are comprised of a lot of neck injuries rugby football you know all that stuff is somewhere you know i'm i'm happy that he's doing that he's doing okay because, you know, I mean, not too long ago, that's the type of stuff that kept, you know, Edge down, you know, kept kept a lot of people, you know, like messed up. Actually, I mean, a lot of people had that similar neck injury that we didn't even really know about. Yeah, I know. Shit. And, I mean, think my, about that. That was during a title run, too. Like, Sting finally gets to WWE. They put him in a world title run, and then you put him against Seth and then, you know. I know my personal thoughts when AEW announced that Sting was coming on board and they did the whole like big announcement and stuff. I was like, man, it was AEW kind of making their first big like misstep, I guess you could say, with my initial thoughts. I'm like, man, he's an older guy. He's been through a lot of rough stages in, in his career. Wrestling is no easy sport. He's got it taken out of him throughout the years. And for him to do as well as he did has been a genuine surprise. It really is. It's nice to see somebody of his stature and his uh, experience still being able to go out there and do what he's doing. So, yeah. They did it the right way, too. They didn't, they didn't push it on you like, you're not going to insult our intelligence with, what is he, like 50, some, 56, 55? He's in whatever. his 60s, dog. 60, yeah. You're like, you're not, not going to fool me by Sting going out there and winning the world title, man. They're doing it the right way with Sting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's been really good for them to have him with Darby Allen too, which, Hey, we interviewed Darby Allen too. He told us to go tell Evolve to go fuck themselves. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and go check it out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, like I said, I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. I think AEW is doing it right with a lot of things. Like, like with what we were talking about, Kenny Omega, you know, dropped the world title this past weekend to hangman page, you know, a two year storyline. Holy shit. 
a story that can last longer than six months in wrestling in 2021. Hot damn circling in red. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was very well done by AEW as well. That's one thing that they've done is the storytelling. Is that something that you like? I mean, with you being more of a Smash Mouth style, like what are your thoughts on, uh, like, the more storytelling route uh, as far as wrestling? Do you like to have, like, the more long-drawn-out feuds? Or for you, is it more about, like, the individual match? I mean, I, I believe it's – well, right now in the indies, it's, it's mainly about the individual match. When you get up to a particular level, i.e. impact, you know, uh, uh, WWE, AEW, New Japan, all that stuff, there are, you know, with the storylines involved, yeah, I mean, if uh, with the storyline being being included, oh, yeah, I, me personally, I love that art of just, like, telling something, like, giving hints of something, you know, dropping little dimes or whatnot. But, I mean, in, in between, I mean, you're supposed to have banger matches. You're supposed to have something that – that that makes the story, you know. What I mean, uh, during Rock and Austin's feud, the, the lead up to that, you know, uh, Amazing Seventeen, you know, they had matches against each other or with each other in tags or in multis, you know, and just like it was amazing matches. And so, if if you take that, if you take those out, the build up to the actual matches, like, uh, is. Is not there's no real animosity because you don't really see what they're competing for. It's a competition at the end of the day, you know. And and I'm trying to Shogun's trying to win. So if that story of me trying to win is takes a year, two years, hell, three, four years, fine. As long as it's like I see that finish line at the end of the, at the end of the tunnel, and I know I'm going for it. I don't care how long the story is, as long as Shogun gets to the finish line. I, I like it, and I feel like that made it all the sweeter for Hangman to finally get the title. I feel like he he was the one that needed to take that belt off of Kenny, and I mean, I feel like now you've opened up a whole <laughs> new, um, you've opened up a whole new thing. Because let's not forget, you know, like even like that's one thing I hope that we can see more uh, in wrestling in 2021. But even down to like the little things that they did in that match, like if you notice down towards the end when they went to go do uh the when they went to go do the last buckshot lariat and he's looking outside the ring and matt jackson's out there and he stops and he looks and matt just you know nods his head yes and lets him hit him instead of thinking you know because before the match again it goes into that storytelling you know where you know hangman comes up to him and like look we're even now like you cost me the world title i cost you the tag titles we're even now but if you get involved i'm gonna end you and then for it to go down like that to where he looks at him and matt kind of just goes okay you know it's your time and lets him have it like that's the shit i feel like that's been missing uh so much from wrestling but i definitely can see what you're saying in that in your case still being on the indies and things like that like why you know that one individual banger of a match would be the way to go um donald saying just wanted to throw this out there sean tyler hit the kid in the head with a can of lemonade <laughs> at icw and shogun uh brought him a shirt and, a, and he's been a huge shogun fan ever since man you can't be hitting kids with lemonade sean tyler you're a past guest of the show but what the fuck <laughs> And no, and no, man. I said, uh, like, no, like, the the stories, like, you can have stories. I mean, I like, I've seen stories on on the indies, but like I said, when you get to the like, fortunately, with me being signed to Impact, 
and when you get to like the other spots, there's just more. There's just more that goes into that, honestly. And I mean, I like I like them both, but you can't have one without the other, in my opinion. In my yeah. opinion, you really can't have one without the other. You can't have you can't have Steamboat and Flair have an amazing uh, fuse against each other, and them not having competition against each other. That, yeah. that like that. What? How, how? Why are they upset then? Why are they? Oh, yeah, they want the title, but where's the emotion behind it? You know, long term long term storytelling is what. Yeah, yeah, man. So, and you watch Shogun mm-hmm. matches. I, I try to bring that in, even if it's for one time that you're gonna see us together. I try to bring all that emotion, all that, all of that passion into that one match, regardless of whether you're going to see me and this person face off now, again six months later, no matter what. So that's, and I feel like that's what separates me from, from, from the other is that there's continual passion. It's not just like, all right, we're going to take this day off. I, you know, my, what, what drives me is the ability to say, all right, well, we have this next match coming up. All right. How can I take this up to the next, to, to the next notch for myself? How can I take this up a notch? Cause yeah, you know, look, man, I'm a big, you know, if you watch all Japan or any like new Japan wrestling, I'm a big, other than great Muda, big Kenta Kobashi fan. And Kenta Kobashi was always really big into like those hard hitting crazy matches that told beautiful stories. Well, there's definitely a way to tell a story while in the match itself as well. And I feel like that's one thing that indies do a great job of doing because like you say, they don't necessarily always have the time or they don't know who's going to be on the schedule for each match. So they're not able to maybe build up as much background story, but when it comes to the match itself or even the lead up to, they, they usually do a very good job there in filling in the blanks, I guess you could say. I, I couldn't agree more, dude. Like I said, I, I, I feel like we could talk to Shogun forever, but we, you mentioned that you've got some more hits. So is there a hit list that Shogun's got as, as we go forward into 2022? Is there, you know, like a list of people you want to face or better yet? Why don't you just tell people where the Shogun world tour is headed next? Oh yeah, that's perfect because Shogun, Oh, my suplexes don't discriminate. I see a bunch of wrestlers, and I love it <laughs> when wrestlers have like a list of all the people that want to wrestle. That's great, clout. But Shogun wants to suplex everybody, and that doesn't. I don't care if you're over on the East Coast, the West Coast, Southwest, wherever. Shogun wants to go, and my plan, other than you know attacking Chicago, because I've been going to Chicago style wrestling a lot. Shouts out to Chicago style wrestling, also freelance. Um, been hitting them up. I'm planning on honestly going there more and also going through down to Texas and hitting up some Texas promotions. Uh, also, of course, sticking to my roots with Mega. You should go mess with our friends Pele Pro. Kyle, if you're checking this out, you know, you liked Isaiah Broner. I told you, man, we got some talent up here in the mitten. If you're Bring looking for down real heavy hitter. down to Texas. Yeah, well, yeah, you got one. You got one heavy hitter in Bronny. If you're looking for the other, the the, the big suplexes, the, the, I will call myself, I'm a – I, 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 there's so many suplexes in the game on the main one right now. And, you know, if you want that talent, again, hit me up because, uh, again, there's so much competition, so much talent around the country and around the world. Shogun can't pass it up. And other than, you know, you know, other than Texas, you have Florida, you know, you have also, you know, you have California, you have Canada hitting, hitting that back up, you know, going over to Pittsburgh, New York, 
you know, New Jersey, does Jersey Championship Wrestling, you know, um, AIW, also over in Ohio. Shouts out to, uh, to Jocelyn, you know, and um, <clears throat> just every, you know, just also Derek, <laughs> Derek Dillinger, all of them, you know, but, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm again, there's so many people. It's a weird thing in wrestling when they say you can work here, but you can't work. No, I'm working everywhere. Shogun wants to work everywhere. Shogun wants to suplex everybody and every person. You think you're the best. You think you're the best in your promotion. Shogun wants to see what what's that <laughs> about. So doesn't really matter. I mean, by, by any chance, are you in the bodyguard business? Because we may need one one day, and I want that guy. <laughs> I, I, you know what, Donald's throwing out some matchups he wants to see. He says Shogun versus Gary <laughs> J. He wants to see Shogun versus Aaron Williams. I end up being your negotiator more than your security, brother. <laughs> hey, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. As long as you as get long as you're on our side, as long as you're on our side, yeah. I ain't being suplexed. I'm with it. Oh, hey, you know, a great it. place for you to start negotiating. You should uh, tell your partner, Rhino, from GCW versus Horror Slam, you should come fuck with your boys on knockouts and three counts. See, I already got your first game. Hey, man, you seen him at the show? You seen him at the show? Like, hey, man, what's up? I'm talking <laughs> shit. Nah, you good? You no, good? dude, it's funny. It's, it's funny because, like I said, it's just funny because we go – like, it's one of those things where it's like – when it would be me, him, and my dad would be together, he'd notice right away. But if it were just me, not because my dad not didn't even. really go to many of the stats <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things. It's like it was funny. Right before my dad died, he's like, he gave me Rhino's number. And he's like, dude, you should text Rhino and get Rhino on your show. I was like, dad, you know, like, I appreciate that you gave me his number. But the fact that he's probably not going to know who it is off the top, <laughs> I'm sure he probably doesn't want somebody just texting his phone like, hey. So my dad gave me your number. Uh, you know, I know you probably won't remember this, but you gave me WrestleMania 18 when I was 11. So come on my podcast. But Rhino, if you hear this though, come fuck with your boys. Rhino, here. <laughs> also, shouts out to Donald. I see uh, you got Gary J. Yes. Aaron Williams. Both both are great. Uh, great will be great opponents, especially with Aaron Williams, baddest man alive out here. Oh yeah, most definitely. I have to put See, that Donald is always test, coming huh? in in the clutch. He has like greatly made himself like one of the, like our number one listeners. Man, this dude is in here like every fucking Y'all, week. So we you, appreciate man, all the listeners. What's up? Shouts out to you guys for tuning in. Yeah, hey man. Like I said, we greatly appreciate it. If you're new here, make sure you hit that like button, throw out them comments, make sure you're following us on the social media buttons and hitting the subscribes. But I mean, dude, I don't know. It sounds like you know, we've been talking your ear off for about an hour and a half now, and it sounds like Shogun is getting ready to make this a world tour. So if you've got any social medias, obviously you've got your YouTube and all that stuff. What's the best way for everybody to keep up with where your next hit mission's at? You can contact the suplex Shogun, the senpai of uh, all throws, uh, the throw of your favorite pro wrestler, probably. Uh, you can hit me up on IG, just type in Jackson underscore stone 313. Uh, go to Twitter, Jackson underscore stone 31. Find me on Facebook, uh, Jackson Stone's athlete page. And again, also please hit up the YouTube. There'll be some more vlogs, some more promos, uh, some more matches being thrown up there. I have my recent one with uh, Aaron Orion, also from GC, uh, not from uh, GCW, from um, Horror Slam. That was a very fun match. Uh, very, very, again, hard hitting match. You uh, can also check out any 
other um, MCPW matches, my championship match against Jamal King, PCO, uh, all of that. So, yeah, man, just tune in. And also some matches against Dread King Logan as well. So, yeah, shouts out to all man, the promoters Man, you just have been there. fighting all of our past guests and shit. Like, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. I'm over here calling you out, but you've already, like, fought all of our guests and Logan, shit. And then I've been in the game for six, six and a half years. I've been hustling. I know. So I'm telling yeah. you. Check, check, check <laughs> it out. But I'm telling you, man, it's, uh, it's, it's Nate, like DMX. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. So, it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things where, you know, uh, again, Shogun wants to smoke. Shouts out to everybody out there, all the talent out there. Much love. Shouts out to uh, XICW, UCW, um, again, Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling, and um, yeah, Mega Championship Wrestling. Much love to all the Michigan um, promotions and all the Ohio Midwest promotions. Chicago, you guys holding it down. Show going to be seeing you soon. East Coast, Canada, all that stuff. Don't forget Canada. <laughs> and Florida, Texas, everybody. Oh, yeah. And they, I caught I caught the name on the Twitter and the Instagram, the Jackson Stone, but I missed the YouTube. What was that one again? Oh, just just go to Jackson. Just type in Jackson Stone, um, and you can either type in wrestler or just Jackson Stone, and I'll pop up. Okay. Appreciate right now, I'm rocking at 320 subscribers. I appreciate the people that have been tuning in, been seeing a big jump in the last couple of months. If you guys can, just keep on coming through. Again, I'm adding more content. Hey, man, I hear you. We're trying to do vlogs out here. We did a vlog for All Out and all that shit. You know, we did a shot inside of, uh, where were we at? Millennium Park before that lady tried to throw us out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Corey Security. became an Effie fan and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, check out our vlogs over there at Knockouts and Three Counts. Yeah. Hey, Effie, I talked to you at GCW about it. Hey, stay tuned. You never know who might show up. I mean, hey, you might see Leon Ruff here. You know, you might see Emil here. You know, you might you, you you might see hell. You might see Jimmy Smith from Monday Night Raw in this bitch. Who knows? You gotta hit that subscribe button because you never know who might be on the other end of the Zoom box with us. But I can I tell you know. that J Bone will be with us though. Where's my like? Where's my lemonade, Kyle? Though, where's where's my <laughs> I lemonade, mean, bro? Where's my lemonade, Shit, bro? Come I on, mean, man. I've got the lemonade. I already I had mine. I gotta go through this web camera now. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I mean, dude, I got my strawberry lemonade right here. Wingstop. Where's my sponsorship? Damn it! I had to like <laughs> fill up on my chicken and lemonade before we went live on this bitch. I mean, I need a double. Cup. Corey can tell you. <laughs> I mean, I got a cup for you. Hey, if, if, I, if I call it out right here to now. Anybody, it should be Kyle. <laughs> How you think I get them guns, son? And for all of you fans that keep coming up saying I look more jacked in the camera than I look on live TV, fuck y'all. I'm putting in the work. Uh, but anyway. Throw it up, throw it up, throw it up, bro. Throw it up. Hey, man, we trying out here. Hey, man, literally, we went to the XFC fights and had uh, a guy come up to me and literally was like, man, not to be disrespectful, but man, you look so much more jacked on the camera. I'm like, well, damn, fuck you too. Like, <laughs> hey, but we appreciate you. As long as you're watching, it's all good. And if you're fans of XFC, XFC Young Guns is going down December 10th, Grand Rapids, the Delta Plex Arena. Hell, Shogun, you should come to XFC with us. We got Kenny the Boss Cross is going to be making his day, uh, return to the cage. You got Mondo El Toro Gutierrez is going to be making his return to the cage. And 
And you've got Austin, the young killer Bashy over here. This kid's out here yeah. just beating up people from Chicago like the last time we were there. Stay tuned. We'll be bringing all them back to the show. And shout out to the big boss, Myron. If you want to send some more of that uh, XFC shit, I would gladly wear it here on the show. So yeah, now that yeah. I've got done plugging XFC and everything else out of the way, man, I think we've had a damn good time. But like I said, I'm calling it out right here now before I end the show. <laughs> Me and Jackson Stone are going to have to get down on some rolling. And if you want some lemonade, the uh, the invite is always open for you to come fuck with us on a UFC card. And I'll make sure I got plenty of lemonade in this bitch. That's what I'm talking about. That's what that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Hey. We down and J Bone. If you ever need any 808s, showguns in the back, I got you. Yeah, man. Man. Let's do it. That's what I'm hey, we got man. the showguns in the back, choppers in the front. Till next time and in the in-between time, hit that subscribe button if you know what's best, or I'm sending Austin right. Bashy and Shogun after you. I gotta end it on one thing before we go. Eight, oh eight and one, baby. Oh eight and one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. If you do end up coming on this show, your Steelers were part of that shit, too. So fuck Pittsburgh. And shout out to our friend Josh Frim from Pittsburgh. Your Pittsburgh Steelers were involved in that shit, too, bro. But uh, make I sure you check Josh Frim down. If we, when we get our first dub. And this may not be a win, but it's a tie, goddamn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a loss. We're in this pitch. Man, <laughs> 08 and 1. Fuck the Lions. They need to get a dub. But until next time and in the in-between time, I'll rock my Lions hat. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Throw them comment buttons. And make sure you follow Shogun so he don't toss you on your neck. Peace. <laughs>